Alright, here we are, after party 13, where we talk about sessions 39, 40, and 41, titled, 39 is Over Troubled Water, 40, Damnable Actions, and 41, ah, uh, 41, a watched thuft, a watched thuft never boils. Great title, by the way, Leon. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Lucky after party 13. Yeah, so how do you want to get into this this set of three? We've come here today to remember the life of our dearest friend, Thuft. I, d- I, d- <laughs> I really don't want Emily to cry again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I did prepare a little something for the occasion. Aw. You or Brendel, you both sound the same. I. Well, that's true. Maybe then, no, this is Brendel. Yeah, okay, this is Brendel. He's... <laughs> the first time around for Brendel didn't, uh, didn't go over so well with Gozi, so maybe this one will be a little better for Brendel. <clears throat> oh, thufty boy, the dog's, <laughs> the doggy's barking. <laughs> From cave to cave and down the mountainside, your time is gone. Shiny's no longer shining. Oh, Thufty boy, how we love you so. Keep yeah. going! Keep going! <laughs> Very well done. That was beautiful. I, I even had a little tear in my eye. Poor Thuft. Good job, Brendel. Poor Thuft. Is it easier to sing if you say it's Brendel singing? So you're like, that's Brendel's voice. Don't yeah. criticize me. That's Brendel. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I think you sounded lovely. Brendel has a great voice. <laughs> Move over, Matt Mercer. <laughs> I, I am happy to say now that you're the second DM that's made Emily cry during an RP game, so, or a role-playing game, so uh, I don't feel so bad now. Yeah. yeah. Good job, Leland. <laughs> that was you the first time around, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it, it was the most emotional uh, game I think we've played, episode 41. So 41 episodes in before there was any real deep emotion i think there's been there's been anger and frustration oh well, i yeah, have had plenty that. of emotion okay <laughs> leland cut out so much of me trying to figure out how to cleave at the damnable actions fight okay like there's was, lots of emotion i was wondering if you wanted to bring that up <laughs> that's all i want to say is thank you for making me look better than i was and i still sounded like a little girl throwing a temper tantrum <laughs> That about sums it up. <laughs> I, like, I said it. So I like the right. comment. I don't know whether it was me or Emily. Maybe both of us are like, well, you did kill the guy. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> that's not enough. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, boy. All right. So you want to start diving into yeah, this? Yeah, I guess we'll uh, start at the beginning. Yeah. So 39, I think we were still in Port Randis. Uh, we started out the morning picking up some weapons and things and then headed off to follow the river. Fallsy discovered he got a new spell. 
Oh, that's true. Yeah, so in my uh, spell book, there is now Disguised Self. So um, I I didn't use it in any of these episodes, um, but I think it's going to be fun. Uh, I kind of like... It's fun doing damage, but I also like just being creative with stuff, like, you know, messing around with Mage Hand or whatever. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how I can use that. And I think you guys had some discussions on copying things into spell books and anything like that that you guys want to go over or you think you went over it pretty well in the episodes? Uh, I think Leland explained it pretty well. That's something uh, we don't do in our other game, which I thought was pretty neat to be able to add that in. It gives money more value and, you know, gives you something valuable to do. So, yeah, you know, I, I think we... Hand, a lot of people hand wave a lot of things like weight allowance and, you know, spell components and things like that. But I think the further you get into a campaign and the more familiar you get with the rules, you can start adding some of those things in to, to add a little bit more uh, depth to your to your game. I don't think weight allowance, weight allowance can be a real pain, but, uh, you know, things like spell components could add a reason for you to have to go get something else to be able to cast that spell. I think that might add some some side quests to your your campaign if you wanted to do something unique. Yeah, well, you know what that material stuff, I I think it, if you were in so inclined, you could really make 5e uh, way more reflective of how older editions used to be for spellcasters. When spellcasters mm-hmm. used to literally choose their slots for the specific spell they wanted to, to like prepare and be able to cast that following day. You could do this, yeah. uh, the, uh, the exact same thing with materials, really, right? You make sure when you go out or, you know, where, where you can pick up the specific materials for the spells that you know you will want to cast kind of thing. Yeah. Well, in 5e, like, the just the the whole spell slot system is, is very forgiving, I think, for many of the classes. Yeah. Well, they do things like component pouches and things like that, but I think what would make it interesting is even if you have... Sp- components that don't uh you know disappear after you use them and you can use them multiple times if that spell pouch and just like your your spell book is so important to you 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 fall into the water and those things get washed away right you know suddenly <laughs> you know you you become essentially <laughs> more useless yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i think the the perceived or real constant threat of losing my spell book adds some tension for me when I'm playing. Um, like I do think about it sometimes when I'm about to do this or that, or, you know, are you sure? Yeah. Oh yeah. I feel like it took 39 episodes for you to think about it. Well, I know (laughs) what happens is I keep forgetting to buy stuff to replace it. Yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, I, I mean, I don't know what percentage of the campaign have you guys really spent in cities? Like really not that many. Not very many sessions as far as that goes. Well, originally this kind of came out of you um, giving me the ability to make spell scrolls is what kind of led to this, I think. What kind of brought up the subject of me copying my spell book. Or maybe we had talked about it before. but Right. um, And I forgot to do that for forever as well. But um, that's kind of a neat thing that can... I can use that in a couple different ways. We've talked about that before. But it's nice. It's a nice little bit of flavor for... Falls to be able to craft spell scrolls. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I think it adds a little bit of something for what you do when you're camping. You know, hey, you're going to stay up and do some of this. And, you know, they could also go as far as saying, you know, weapons can be damaged and armor can be damaged. But I think you can weigh down your your sessions pretty easily by making them, you know, have to go back and to the armorer to get your weapons fixed or the damage is not quite as much. Or, right. I, I think you just got to find the right balance. Yeah, well, and I, I also think that, can really play into uh, the the style of your campaign as well, where some some campaigns will have actual downtime between what the players are doing, right? Whereas ours doesn't. Like it just literally doesn't. You, like you guys don't spend a couple days in any given city to do various activities, right? Like I mean, I guess because of the podcast, maybe it's, we have this mentality that we just push, 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 push kind of thing. I, I'm not sure if you guys feel that way as players. I guess I kind of feel that way DMing a little bit, but like I don't run my campaigns with downtime really anyways. So, Yeah, I think the only thing would be is like if you wanted to have the characters get to know each other for an over a longer period of time, like we've really been together for three weeks-ish in uh, <laughs> the actual play. Right. But if, uh, I mean, there's a whole thing in, and I think it's in the DM's guide, or maybe it's, a, I think it's in the DM's guide, where it tells you all about downtime and what you do. You could go get a job, you could go do things in between adventures, right. you know, what you could spend your money on and things like that. Uh, I think if somebody wanted to do that in their campaign and say, you know, you've known each other for a couple of years now because over this period of time you've done these things in your off time together. Right. And you sort of hand wave all that stuff, but it gives you a deeper, uh, you know, you know each other a lot more. Right. I think in one of our sessions, I think we even sort of mention it, uh, you know, about how little we really know each other. Yeah, actually, th- that's been coming up quite a bit lately. Don't you think if our crew had downtime, like let's say in Port Randis or whatever, if we had downtime, we wouldn't be spending it together. And translating that to podcast means solo session, solo session, solo session, like all this different stuff. No, I don't think you'd have to do solo sessions. I and I'm not saying to do this. I don't I'm, think we would I'm hang out talking. with each other though. We wouldn't. Like I would wander off. I was on the boat. I met Brendel. You were at the place looking for a job. Like we're all kind of different. Like even in the little downtime we have, we wouldn't be choosing to do it together. Well, I think what that does from a character perspective is it gives you a chance to get away from each other. Unlike if a whole bunch of people suddenly got together and and they all had to live in this uh I don't know cabin for three weeks by the end of it you'd want to kill each other right especially right. people that don't know each other and that's where we are in our campaign we're all very much annoyed with each other all the time because we've been thrown together cabin fever is setting in absolutely <laughs> i mean we can't even decide on what we want to do and that's i think that's i mean i think it's great from a podcast perspective the arguments we get in about you know to go left or right um but yeah, I think that's uh, the the downside to that is, of course, we don't. I don't think we're developing a friendship between our characters as much as we are a tolerance for each other. Yeah, well, Maybe. I mean, predominantly, you guys, your 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 characters are are quite antagonistic, really. So mm-hmm. I what? don't even Gozer. No, I don't think that uh, <laughs> <laughs> that they would get. If you took if you took Bryn and put her into another party of four, I think it would it could potentially be quite similar for Bryn, even if those other three are more aligned the lines of falls the way falls are in things. I just think 
Same with Shaft and especially Gozer, obviously. <laughs> I just think that, well, I mean, you know, maybe not, maybe not so much for Gozer. I shouldn't write her off quite like that. Maybe if put into a party of Falzerins for, you know, with, you know, lack of better example, just using Falzerin for Falzerin's sake, like they would be much more accommodating to Gozer. Maybe Gozer would actually flourish much more in a party like that. What do you think, Emily? She would uh, definitely try to have them under her control a lot more. Right. And become more of a leader figure telling them what to do. Definitely. Instead of, like, right now she she doesn't look to Shaft to what to do, but she's not going to be making any decisions herself because she knows Shaft and, and Brynn would override her anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Ever since Falzerin came back from Izzy, he seems to throw his opinions in there a little bit more. So it's not the Shaft and Bryn argue about what to do. It's the Shaft and Bryn and now Falzerin, who's, you know, too Brando. powerful for his britches. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like a whole well, skew is of it, opinions. Is it that he's too powerful or is he... You have some self-confidence you didn't partly used to have. Uh, agreed. Afraid of the consequences if he doesn't... It could be Bill getting used to role-playing, but it could be Falzerin <laughs> having some self-confidence. Yeah, I think Falzy's walking around with some BDE now, coming back from his <laughs> He <Izzy>. definitely is. <laughs> I agree, because you're, you're sort of pushing back on things that, that, at least what Shaft is saying to you. Yeah, You're I like, uh, I'm going to go into this cave myself. I'm going to go, you know, you're just like, it wasn't the same as when you're like, I'm going to go walk over to this ogre by myself. It wasn't the well, same type of initiative. Let's, let's remember that I thought that was a friendly ogre. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little pep in your step. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean, wizards, and this is maybe less role-playing and more bill, but wizards definitely get more powerful once they're getting up to the four, five, six area of right. levels, right? So, right. And I, I think that's, like, I think we mentioned it before, I think that's part of the fun of ripping on you when you don't have a lot of power, because then you'll be able to come back and, and show your power later. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh, Shaft is very frustrated right now, because I think he's used to dealing with the underhanded shady guys to go get a job done. You know, figure out what you need to do, never really trust anybody, and go get done what you need to get done. And just assume that everybody's going to stab you in the back because that's the world he's from. And I think he's very frustrated dealing with all of you because you're not that way. You know, if you look at it from that viewpoint, you can sort of see how he's not very trusting, but trying to figure it out. He's been thrust into a situation where he kind of has to function as a as a part of a group that sort of, I mean, maybe don't trust each other, but... There has to be a little bit of trust and a little bit of watching out for each other in order for a group of four to effectively work together. That's probably not at all what Shaft is used to. He can't do it alone, but he doesn't particularly know why you don't want to do it the way he wants to do it, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. When it really comes down to us arguing what to do, though, you do eventually, Shaft eventually is like, whatever, let's just go because he's sick of it. You do that often because we we drag it out so long. <laughs> well, I think I think that's a little John. <laughs> and Shaft in general with is is a means to an end, right? If we have to go do this thing to be able to get back on course, let's go do the thing and get it done. 
uh, I think in a later episode, we do something. I, I convinced Falzern to do something to try nothing more than to just get it over with and go. Yeah. Right. I think you guys will follow yeah. that later yeah, yeah. on the yeah. episode. But yeah, I think you can see that a lot. I think Bryn's changed significantly from when we first met her in episode one. Do you feel that you have? Yeah, I think so. But like, not necessarily softer. What? How do you think Bryn's changed? Yeah, changed not in a good way. Yeah. Not, not for the good of humanity way. She's just a big weenie now. <laughs> <laughs> I do throw temper tantrums occasionally, <laughs> and that might not be Bryn. That we're talking about role playing here. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bryn has shown some interest, and in, I don't know. It, this probably isn't anything stemming from like wanting to be friends or get to know each other better. But you've been grilling Falzer in a little bit, or Bryn has been really grilling Falzer in a little bit about his backstory, where he's come from. You know, why Isabella is so interested in him. Well, I want to know why these side jobs all of a sudden are more important than the main job. And Bryn is still at a major point of frustration at this part of the story. Like, why are we doing what we're doing? But she would be less frustrated if that cave is full of treasure. So she's in for the ride, right? I also think Bryn sees, like, Falzer's kind of a tangled mess and she wants to pick at him and, and straighten him out and get it figured out it's like it's a puzzle she needs to she needs to solve him he does seem like a puzzle for sure i don't know if that's too brin or that's just the way i'm playing it too like i don't know it's interesting it kind of like came became apparent to her and me that like as we've been playing we literally have asked him zero questions because he's just like the good, nice, dependable guy that will have our back no matter what. And we kind of know that, abuse that, make fun of that, right? Take advantage of him. Yeah. We don't need to learn more about him to learn his weaknesses. We know them without knowing much about him. But you don't know all of my strengths. That's true. Yeah, so when I I was creating Falzer and I intentionally put some stuff into his backstory that, you know, I didn't know whether it would work into the campaign necessarily or not, but I've been enjoying keeping it secret and looking for opportunities for it to come out and to intrigue the other party members that I'm with. So that's been fun for me. Yeah, I think uh, I think Shaft is, is more just wanting to get this done and uh, you know, not really not really concerned too much about whether you're going down any kind of good path or a dark path or whatever. You're just uh, you know, I'm almost looking at it like this is the guy that just wants to be on his own to get this thing done and be done with all of you. But in the process of going through this, you develop relationships, right? We're just having a hell of a time getting to that develop relationships part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I listening back to how I played Bryn when Thuff died, uh, cringed a bit. <laughs> I think it's great. Like, I, I and think... I will know. <laughs> I'd like to note Leela laughed, uh, took all my laughs out. <laughs> oh, yes. There was a lot of yeah. laughing on Johnson. There was a little, little bit on my my end as well. Um, <laughs> but the, it was more like like mine were like an incredulous like I can't believe this happened like 
almost nervous laugh <laughs> yeah. that I took out because I thought I kind of broke the Your nervous the laugh was definitely like when you realized he was going to die. Like right after you yeah. rolled the dice, you could hear it. You could just hear. Yeah. You're like, oh, oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no. My My laugh was, this is awesome because I was always hoping for somebody to die in in the episode to show that this is not something you just go through. Yeah, right? yeah. It, there's there's a risk there, and and Leland did not pull back and go, you know, hey, there's a way you can heal him, or the it, you know, especially you know, going in the boils and the the description of it, and <laughs> there was no coming back from it. I so thought that was gross. It was I thought it was pretty awesome. descriptive. No, I was really excited and laughing because I what, was so happy. What Bill and I literally said tonight was like we were talking about it. We were like, there is a risk of dying, and that's what makes it fun and interesting, and the death gives the life more meaning, which is super cheesy, but true. Absolutely. I agree. She's like, oh, I think yeah, Mark Twain said that one. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> Mother Teresa? <laughs> every, Good job, Sam. Every quote ever. Nobody is safe. Exactly. Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I'm really glad that we got to experience a bit of the impact and the reality that that there is possibility of death in this campaign and it wasn't any of us <laughs> as much as it was wasn't you as it was sad to see Thuff brendel's go, next i was gonna say yeah, watch out brendel no brendel's well i definitely. mean if you if you take a step back too and, and look um and really look at the big picture of this situation to it it kind of would seem even more incredulous had you all come out unscathed. I mean, you are you are following this river with this goo that, because of your bunny test, you see can reanimate the dead. And the bunny test co- is patent pending, by the way. And you, co- <laughs> and you come thing. up against this crazy structure of a dam and fight these bloated masses that. God knows where they really came from. It's, yeah, it's just like forces that clearly, I mean, currently you have no idea what the fuck is going on, right? Right. Which also means you don't really, as characters, have an understanding, possibly, of the danger levels as well, right? I mean... Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, yeah, you all know that any anywhere you go and anything you guys are currently doing is, of course, dangerous, but to what extent... With the lack of knowledge that you're currently operating with, it, it it's you could be walking into, you could be literally just be walking into your desk, right? Well, I mean, you can look at that black stuff as reanimating the dead, and it's flowing all over the damn place. Right, right. I mean, just think of the power that's involved with just that alone. Right. We could walk into a horde of reanimated bunnies. <laughs> yeah. You know what bunnies do. To Elena's point of um, Bryn being frustrated about. You know, they have the tower job, the tower job. Why is all this branch, these branching things so, so enticing, it seems, to the party. But, like, if you guys had went and tried to tackle that tower job immediately after getting it, you yeah. guys would all most likely be dead. I mean, you would, again, that zero information. Like, look at all the info that you've gleaned so far yeah. about it, too, right? I think you guys are well more equipped for that job than you ever have been. This, right yeah i was about to say mm-hmm. like the stuff that we've recorded since the battle at the dam 
Like, there is so much more information that we're now running on and able to operate with where it does make the tower job, like, you realize how big of a thing it is. And, like, like we don't know the danger that we're walking into, for sure, or wouldn't have. And I think falls are in it. Maybe, maybe it's Bill, but that's kind of, that's what Falzern is trying to sell you guys is that we have no assurity that we're going to survive this tower job if we go as is right now as a party with our current resources and abilities. So let's, let's see if uh, I can get us more help, basically. Bryn better get some magical items is all I gotta say. I was promised magical items. <laughs> Treasure. So let's sound like Baldur. Let's talk about. I do have one burning question: uh, the dam. So the dam's holding back the water. You climb up onto the dam, which there was a rope there, right? Uh, uh, somebody threw a grappling hook up, essentially, and they climbed up. When you get to the top of the dam, there's a way to a key that you could turn something to obviously open up so the water would flow. I was very frustrated to think if you were up there and you opened that up and the water would go down on one side and up on the other and level it all out. How the hell do you get out? How do you, how do you get off the dam? You can't get on a boat because the water's down now. There's no doors <laughs> anywhere. So I kept trying to look for secret doors or something. I'm sure there's something, or if there's not, <laughs> I just couldn't figure it out. So I got very frustrated trying to go, how in the hell do those people, whoever built this thing, how do they get up there to open and close the The only thing I can think of is that keyhole opens up some thing in the dam that you then like can climb down into it, and then it seals back up, and oh. then you're like... In the walls of the, you know, like just so weird. Could, that's could where the treasure is. Yeah, we missed it. Well, I mean, that's the thing, right? We don't have any idea where it is, and there's a big, basically backed up lake full of this stuff for miles. It's basically dammed up a whole valley, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we have no idea. Well, we, we know it's not know, in the other. Yeah, mountains. I was gonna say we do know it's <laughs> coming into the the valley clear yeah yeah so i'm i'm very interested in this whole black liquid goo ordeal and that's that's an interesting thought that you said john the fact that this substance is powerful enough in just just a small amount of it to reanimate something that's dead and then when you take a step back and think about just how much of this stuff has been created like that's a lot of power going into creating all of that substance. Yeah, and it's flowing down for anybody, anybody to use, right? Yeah. I mean, we just happened to, I wanted to see if it was going to burn the bunny up or what was going to happen, you know, and I think if we would have just caught a bunny and stuck it in, we wouldn't have got the, uh, the information we needed. Luckily, we killed it first. You know, you've tested one half of the that equation now, right? And it did work out where you were at least able to compare um, the the state of the wounds from the bunny and the the drowned. Um, so yeah, right, you're right. Comparing those two definitely gave you the information. Exactly. I think we we knew that it seems like they were attacked by something. At least they had wounds. And that was another yeah. thing we never even cared. That three adventurers 
that should that... have been fairly strong <laughs> together were killed by something. Well, I remember There's... thinking, if they were killed, what got them? Exactly. Yeah. We're like, let's go into this cave. Because yeah. they very yeah. clearly made it to the top of the dam as they came tumbling over it, right? Yeah. But where mm-hmm. did they go from the top of that dam? Right. What did they do when they got up there? Yeah, I was I was feeling very, very wary of going any farther once we ran into that situation. We know they walked through the little creek of water. Um, or they presu- they fell in the water behind the dam. They could have fallen they fell, in. Maybe they swam. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But they had wounds, right? Yeah. yeah. So think, maybe they, maybe they, they jumped attacked. in the dam and there was something in that water and that built up water back in there that, that attacked them. Right. Yeah. So it's probably good that we didn't get a boat and go in there. Yeah. I did talk to Mike at work, and he did ask, what did Brindle do during that battle? And did Brindle attack, or did he just sort of hang back? He missed with the fire bolt. Oh, he did. Okay. Brindle is so much more useless than Falzerin. (laughs) (laughs) Look, he's he's an alchemist, okay? Useless. The one time you get him to explosion. The one time you get him to alchemize is against a disease that no one's had fucking heard of before. Alchemize is that? Alchemize. That is the verb of alchemist. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think it's going to be really interesting having an alchemist because I mean. What is, what's one of the main things we want to buy from um, from shops is potions, right? So right. it'd be cool to see what he can craft up. And also, listener, he dies. if you want to send in some potion suggestions, get creative, make something fun and interesting, stupid maybe, goofy, dangerous, that might really give us a big boost, but also give us an Achilles heel when we use it, that'd be a great opportunity. Now that our... Or not are the Lelanders have voted that oh, no, we're no, just no, going to no, have no, 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 un- we are not unlimited going, amount, oh, no, no, stop, unlimited no, amount of uh, that, no. <laughs> unlimited amount of potions at stores, but not maximum. Thanks, by the way. Uh, now we have a guy that can create them, so it's sort of, sort of useless. I don't think I actually <laughs> voted. I'm not sure if I did. I voted against the maximizing. Well, look, while I was certainly, well, actually in in a a discussion we had on Discord, I was against it, but that, and that is what the vote was. So yes, if Falzern wants to drop 500 gold on 10 (laughs) potions, he will be able to, especially at Magic, 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 as their inventory, (laughs) well known throughout Aspara. Potions, potions, potions. But that doesn't exclude the possibility of purchasing a binder for an additional fee that could enhance said <laughs> potions. What? That may be limited in stock. Oh my what god. What on earth is a binder? <laughs> Wonderful. Look, you you That's guys always put my bitch Pokemon about not in. having things to spend gold on. I'm just trying to give you things to spend gold. Here's the thing. We need gold I'm to spend. I'm on a treasure hunt right on, now. Man. We don't have a cleric, which, you know, that's our fault. Not not <laughs> saying anything. But we don't have a cleric, so this is one of those things in 5e where you could go spend 50 gold and essentially get almost no hit points from right. a potion of healing. You're right. Right? So it's it seems, seems sort of unfair 
I don't want to say unfair. That's a weird way, but it seems like it's very risky to spend 50 gold on a potion and be able to get almost nothing out of it. So my argument was, since we don't have a cleric, you know, maybe make potions more rare, but make them valuable for us right. to use. Make them worth more Maybe gold. a listener can submit some potions of better healing. Here. Well, I, I, I yeah, put it, it to It's what it is. <laughs> I, that's what it is. I didn't even know that it was out there. Notice how I said listeners, not Lelanders. <laughs> I mean, we, it's right there in the name. They're incorrigibles. Yeah, incorrigibles. That's true. Yeah, all right. Well, I mean, you can't <laughs> vote that way and then turn around immediately and go, you're all a bunch of doofuses for <laughs> not having a cleric, right? <laughs> Unless... <laughs> yeah, that's true. You asshole Lelanders. <laughs> That's right. You give up your right to complain about our stupidity of not having a cleric. Um, I, I was, though, part of that discussion was some of some other house rules. And it, ha- it hasn't come up in our play since we had that discussion, but about the, the improved criticals. I think we will definitely do the improved criticals. I, I really like that, um, that house rule. Can you remind me of that house rule? <laughs> so, so like with rolling for a, a, a potion of healing, if you s- score a critical hit, you could whiff on that damage as well. So the rule is basically you 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 only roll your you max what you max what you would roll on a normal hit. So all your die is maxed. Then you roll again, and then you combine the two numbers. So you're always oh. you're always guaranteed at least. Like a, a quite a, especially with Brynn, like with your sneak attack, right? If you critical hit on a, on a with a sneak attack, it would be max d8 plus three d6. Then you would roll all those and add it to that total, plus your ability modifier. So instead of rolling six d6, I'm rolling three d6, and then three other three are ma- already maxed out. Exactly. Exactly. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. But okay. that of course works both ways. Right. Now, yeah. we could extend it to critical fails are maxed. <laughs> so you're saying the monsters would have guaranteed if they critical hit. If, if, you, sure. if an enemy critical hits, they would uh, same no, rule would apply that. to them. <laughs> okay, well, well, statistically, there are more of you than, <laughs> than me. Usually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, I think I think it's more fair. I mean, that makes a critical really seem like a critical. I definitely agree. Because you could hit with a crit and then Roll do very little damage. Yeah. And you guys, exactly. you have like well, Shaft has whiffed a few times on critical hits. Actually, absolutely. Yeah. I think I have as well. Yeah. And you know, also, I mean, remember though, like that and Elena, that actually does give Bryn more of an edge. Few times will you be rolling damage without sneak attack, right? Right. So you you're at a, already a th- uh, an X D six advantage over another character's yeah, yeah. max, right? So if I could just get all my twenties into the dice tray, that would be great. Speaking of twenties, Barry is a useless badger. Thanks yeah, for uh, useless. Thanks for <laughs> that. But that snarl though, come <laughs> that, on, that snarl was worth it. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm so glad we have that recorded. It was so good. He already sang this episode. I don't know if we'll get him to snarl. That's all right. I can go back but... and replay it over and over and over. <laughs> it's going to be Bill's ringtone. Oh, yes. His phone's going to oh, be like, that's rah, rah. terrible. <laughs> if anyone can make that into a ringtone for me, because I'm technologically inept, I'd be so grateful. Well, and in that episode, Emily was like, I think Elena should be rolling for Barry. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, I. I if you would like to, I could certainly give you, you know, just the quick stats on a giant badger. But like, sure. I, I don't, I don't let Gozer roll for Thuff's attacks. Well, yeah. you don't have to give her the stats. You can just have her roll, and then she tells you what it is, and then you tell her if she hit. Emily likes to fudge her numbers, so she wants to give me the opportunity to fudge <laughs> Barry's numbers. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh, one, I one. See. Emily very rarely fudges her numbers. Very rarely, though, means that you have. I've never fudged a number to this point. Well, clearly, so you're encouraging me to do so. Neither have I. The little yeah, gravestone, Mark and Thuff's oh. grave, is any indication? Uh, we did put a stone up. I just ripped on you <laughs> because you've admitted to doing it. That's all. None of us have admitted to doing it. You have, so I just rip on you. Yeah, the main difference between Emily and us is she's she's the one who's admitted to it. <laughs> I will say that since we're both rolling right next to each other, we haven't. Yeah, that's true, Unless you're trying to admit to it right now. No, I don't think <laughs> okay. I have. All right. I like to I let it fall the way it does. Isn't that the way Shaft hangs? I've got lucky. I've got lucky, so I've, I've really got sort of an out. That's true. Yeah. yeah. That is very handy. So, yeah. Well, for a one, the next anyway. goblin you guys... Fine, I'll give Lucky as well. <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. A very lucky goblin. <laughs> is he? Is he going to be from the UK? He's going to be a <laughs> catching lucky germs. Oh, le- oh, okay. Righto, King. <laughs> oh boy. Lucky goblin. It's a leprechaun, honey. So I think we sort of bounced around between same, all same. three episodes, but a lot of this was just sort of tracking and, you know, it was a one battle and then the death, of course, which was really the, and, and I'll, I'll say I've been waiting for this, this episode to drop for what, two or three weeks now. Yeah. And I want to commend everybody for not, you know, <laughs> saying anything. Not well, yeah, but media. literally a day after the episode's released, you guys are... Twitter, twittering back and forth with Super McDad and putting up spoilers said, all over the place. Nobody well, specifically that said that Thoth was dead. No one confirmed no, no. it. All yeah. of our tweets confirmed it. <laughs> I, I will <laughs> I just say it like something like a day after the episode saying? released. Like I mean, RPG is real or something or I don't know. <laughs> what were we saying? I don't I don't remember. Somebody said, well, that think. happened. And then I think Super McDad said, did Thuff die? <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, when it uh, happened, yeah. Which one of us records that fault is the... I believe that was Leland. <laughs> oh, snap. We're going to have to go back and look. But, but fucking anything could happen. He just guessed Thuff because Thuff was the best. Right. <laughs> it's kind of like that that game guess who like you get all the little things flipped up and you sit across from your friend or whatever and you just you don't even ask like if they're a man or a woman you just go are they charles and you guess it like right on the first on the first guess <laughs> they think yeah. you're cheating Do, does he have tons of boils covering his entire body that are about to burst <laughs> 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 you have a bubbling pile of pus and flesh <laughs> 
I will say what really set John off was when Thuff was clutching the pearl. (laughs) 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 Like you, I I couldn't keep recording with John, just looking at John's webcam. I just (laughs) just (laughs) lean way back into his chair, just laughing to the point where barely any sound was coming out. (laughs) It was was so great. Oh yeah, that's what the emotion really when you when you put the last thing that he ever gave you. <laughs> it was so dramatic. I loved it. Yeah, that was oh, a nice touch. That was good. Yeah, that, and that was that actually weight. very very last second. That actually literally only came to me when Bryn was like, "Well, he's got his brooch, doesn't he?" And I'm like, really "Oh, of course oh he'd be God. clutching that pearl." <laughs> You're lucky you're still standing, Bren. I know, I know, I know. Like I said, I was pretty savage listening back. I realized that. But I was very happy you gave me the brooch. I didn't give you that brooch. I threw I it. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. There's also, a difference. <laughs> I will say that, like, this is a terrible defense. But, like, we've never played Dungeons & Dragons. We've never role-played. And, like, how do I know people get buried with their weapons? Like... I'm thinking to myself, I wanted a slashing weapon so I could slash those wires. Like, well, yeah, Brent probably wouldn't have known that anyway. I mean, yeah, that, that was that was really a gozer thing. So, and I had never experienced death of someone where it wasn't like grab what you can and get out of there, like in Brent's past. So I don't know. I th- I think she kind of didn't know better and wasn't trying to be so savage as it came across. <laughs> so I did want to bring one thing up when when Shaft went over and looked at Gozer's wounds. Yeah, right because because uh, you know Thuff just boiled up and died. Right, he was checking to see if we needed to put her down. Right, and he asked oh. the question, "Are you okay?" And she backhanded him. Yeah, and so Shaft immediately if if. I mean, I clarified it and said, do I know she's distraught or do I know she's... I was thinking, if she's going mad, yeah, you gotta, from his you perspective, gotta take her down. I'm going to kill her. Kill her? 100%. Oh, my God. oh, absolutely. That entirely makes sense. If I didn't make that save, or when I did the insight yeah. check, I was going to go full bore on her. Yeah. Uh, three attacks, you know, the whole nine yards. And I it think I would have stepped in, and I... Don't know why, but that's crazy. Sure, but somebody would have somebody all be took a pokey pokey for sure. Oh my god! You think about everything that led up to that. I said they need to be sixty foot away. Da 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 da. I mean, you also got to think. I was just saw one of my friends back in a town that was going mad through a disease. Yeah. Also, yeah, in Victor. And I have no idea how this is. So all play that to out. say is, if you wouldn't have rolled right, uh, Shaft, I would have attacked. Shaft her. would be dead. Because <laughs> well, I think Falzer and Brin would help defend Gozer. I'm going to argue that I think I could take Gozer out. I think that Brin and Falzer would step in and help Gozer, though. I have no idea what Falzer. I guess because you're a little heavy-handed, just going straight to three attacks and all this. Yeah, stuff, I'd you re- would step in. It'd be I'd have to do some really quick thinking to decide whether I am thinking in, in the same lines as Shaft that Gozer could be. A, getting sick and becoming a threat as well, but... I would have yelled to you guys, she's going mad and we need to take her out. Yeah. Because I, I did state that earlier. You guys know if things go bad here, we're going to have to kill them. And you both said yes. Right. Yeah, but I don't think Bryn would have thought but, things were going bad. But Thuff didn't really go mad, though. He just got really sick and then died. Yeah. 
an exploded. I understand, but I, I mean, I think from exploded. our perspective, we the only uh, this disease thing that was going on back in Victor, if yeah. you remember right. Yeah, but this is totally different. They didn't have boils. Yeah. They didn't just like dissolve into a pile of flesh. Yep, I. It doesn't matter to me. It was some kind of disease that uh, could affect me, and unfortunately, I I think I'd kill them. Yeah. So, and and I'll, I'll tell you what, if I maxed out, I can do 68 points of damage. You on, wouldn't. On three hits. So can I. And, and I would. <laughs> <laughs> so therefore, I mean, I I've think. I've never maxed out I, my damage. I should do that. It would be, it would be interesting to see, you know. Do people do happen. that? Do they just like keep track of what their new max damage is and stuff like that? I should do no. that. Uh, no, that's a John I thing. I just did it. Okay. I just did it to see what it was, just out of curiosity, because. It was interesting to see how, you know, with three attacks and if you maxed out with Colossus Slayer and with, uh, well, you know, everything. Colossus Slayer, you can only apply once per only get turn, once. right? That's right. But your That's right. Hunter's Mark, you will get on every attack. Every time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a plus uh, a, D6 a D6 on three, on three attacks. attacks. So 18. And then you get one D8 on one attack. Right. Plus you get a D8 on three attacks. 26 plus another 24. Yeah. And, and yeah, and then I say if I crit, and then on your modifier, your god, right, 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 right. Yep. Yeah, it's pretty so, good. Yeah, and I and I don't expect to do that. Now he's going to give know. us harder monsters. Thanks, John. Um, well, <laughs> no. you honestly, we um, could probably be a little more uh, stringent with your hunter's mark, as it does require concentration. Uh, I'm sure there have been points where you, like, you haven't been making con checks to maintain concentrating on it. Yeah, let's just stop talking about <laughs> what damage I can do. <laughs> and focus more back on uh, on the situation. I think <laughs> yeah, I think it was interesting how that uh, how that played out. Yeah, and I didn't want to. I didn't right? really... Uh, maybe I'm misremembering, but I didn't really think that was on the table. But I don't know. I, I think... It, maybe I'm having trouble disconnect, making a disconnect between me and Faldron, but in my mind, like there's a distinct difference between the two illnesses. One's an illness of the body that we saw with Thuft, and one's an illness of the mind where the body looks fine. So I don't think I, I don't think Falzern would be convinced that Gozer's going mad. I think you would look at it from a different perspective than Shaft. Yeah, for sure. I think Shaft would look at it as, uh, hey, this is a this these boils and things are coming on somebody they have a disease best thing to do is put it down yeah i'd certainly want to keep my distance and i think we all were kind of keeping our distance in case it was contagious and that's a that's a hard thing to do with role playing right because i have in my mind the way i would want to think this is going and you may not understand that right oh i didn't understand where you're coming from about like actually killing her i like did not it's interesting I think I would have seen Gozer as like pretty, she can defend herself, but I think I would see her as someone that's sort of undeserving of an attack. I think that, like Bill said, it was totally different diseases in Bryn's mind, so. I mean, what we just saw with Thuft scared the hell out of Shaft. Yeah. Yeah, that was not a good death. Nope. Poor Thuft. Poor Thuft. Do we have questions and stuff? One more thing. Leland said in the intro for, I think it was 40, 41. Thuff still useful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That was just insult to injury. Yeah. 
That hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. I liked the uh, role playing between you and John. <laughs> for the for yeah, that was a that was a good one. Yeah, that was spicy. It was a little longer and a little spicier, but Emily talked me out of it. Like it your was, voice, uh, Em. It was like it was not gozer. No, it <laughs> was not gozer. I don't know how people talk like that in real life. It was kind of hard to do. <laughs> You're talking I said, like I uh, said, talk like Leland. <laughs> You're talking like Jessica Rabbit. You know? Yeah. No, that was yeah. Really the funny. problem was. I was going to have him come back down, or have her go up to his room in the, uh, oh, the session. Yeah, okay. But, unfortunately, you we had already said in the session that you were going to meditate in my room. So right. I couldn't do that. I had to cut all that out. Oh, that's so funny. I had it. It was, it was a little longer. I was going to say, well, I was going to wake up in the morning and go, well, I'm not getting the benefits of a long rest tonight. Oh, <laughs> you had the one-liner ready. Yeah, but I couldn't. Well, it, so. I appreciate the efforts of continuity for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, questions. All right, let's dig into the questions. Yeah, let's start. Who's Shall we start them? with one from Tim? <laughs> yes, do Tim's. Tim Vernig yeah. on uh, on Twitter, Facebook. Oh, it's Facebook. My bad. He asks why. <laughs> why not? <laughs> So, yeah, let's unpack that. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I want to say before we really continue that I got blamed a lot for this. Yes, you did. (laughs) This was not my fault. This was in no way my fault. No, it wasn't your fault. We blamed you. No, no, no. Not you, but. Lelanders. Some select Lelanders called me out directly about it. (laughs) Wait, if you're going to keep calling them that, then I'm going to say, yes, it was totally all your fault. You screwed (laughs) Thumped over. Sorry. I baited him with it. This was not my fault. Okay, I didn't fucking do a goddamn thing. (laughs) You you lot took Thuffed to this dam. You lot were going to let him... Shav was going to let him drink the fucking stuff for Pete's sake. (laughs) (laughs) I had nothing... That was dastardly. Nothing to do with this. Session 40... Damnable actions. Those actions are on you four and you four alone. I did also, nothing. Also, Gozer said, uh, didn't you at that. one point tell him not to drink a potion? Yeah. Yeah, at one point she was like, save it. Save your potion for later. Yeah, I didn't want her to waste her health potion on Thuft. Yeah, save your potion. We're like, oh. Okay. Yeah, I mostly just I mostly just like opportunities to tease you, so I'm happy to get on board <laughs> with that and put the blame on you. Well, believe me, I... I w- did not want to see Thuff die any more oh, than yeah. anyone else. <laughs> For I the first you. while, when we were the only five people in the world that knew Thuff was dead, right? No one blamed Leland. We all were pretty sad. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. When he went, oh, no. <laughs> but then <I> giggled <laughs> nervously. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Did you cut your giggles out, too? <laughs> well, at first, it was first like, oh, Oh fuck! He failed his con save. Uh, what happens now? And I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, he takes four d eight damage. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. Now I'll say, Mike told me when he was listening to it, and as soon as you rolled, he goes, "Oh, he's dead." <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it wasn't a surprise. Everybody, <laughs> it was a surprise, but yeah, yeah, it was expected. He only had like two hit points anyway, right? 
He was at his max of like 10 or 11, or I think it was 11. Oh, okay. Yeah, after the con drain. Yeah, yeah. that's a that's close. a nasty um, nasty disease uh, disease yeah. or curse or whatever. Uh, did we have you told us what the name of that is? It's not chlamydia. We found that out. No, it's <laughs> uh, it's called it's blue rot. It's out of right out of uh, Ghost of Salt Marsh. Blue rot. Yeah. The blue rot. Yeah, that's a bad one. Mm-hmm. So, I, although why was a good question, uh, do we have any more like specific questions? We have a comment. Oh, by the way, good question, Tam. I yeah. appreciate your question. Yeah, thanks, Hopefully Tam. it was aimed at the theft thing. I mean, we took it that way. We uh, Well, if you saw the gif so that he bad. posted, I think that's, uh, yeah. The, the gif asking why is like a monkey-type creature thing. Okay. Good description. Anyway, Riley J says, definitely want to say that in the... Previous few episodes, Emily was given the opportunity to roll a check with the group and decided that she wouldn't likely be paying attention and wouldn't roll. I think that's super cool and is a sign of a great role player. I give yeah. you inspiration for that. And he outranks Leland, so it's cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say you don't get inspiration info. because that just gives Leland more inspiration. So, uh, no. Oh, well, not yet. <laughs> Apparently, no, Riley doesn't outrank John. <laughs> <laughs> that's right riley <laughs> i like i like riley see this is the first time we played with people i would think maybe people other people do that but maybe not i think it's cool no i think it's great i think that's that's uh, like i said i think that's good role playing too yeah i agree i'm not gonna pay attention to this and uh even though everybody else going why not or if it's like everyone can roll a medicine check, it's like, well, what if Bryn wouldn't care? Yeah, what if Shaft wouldn't care? Just don't roll one. Right. Yeah. I've been not caring about stuff for this whole campaign. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got? Um, well, I, I believe Super McDad posited something along the lines of how can we continue to li- move forward after this or something. What did he say? It's like, how can we go yeah, on after this? <laughs> and I said, well, if Gozer can, then you can too. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Although Gozer's in a bit of a shambles at the moment. Yeah. I guess when I posted Bren going back and digging up the grave, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> she wouldn't. Looting the grave. <laughs> yeah, no. I got a cutlass now. All right. I guess I had my cutlass at the time, didn't I? Wow. We have a few questions from uh, from Jessica. Um, I think these are from in- these are from Instagram. The first, the obvious question she says is, "How dare you?" And then she says, followed she by, says, "Which one of you?" How is- fucking dare you? That's right. <laughs> That's right. I didn't think. I was wondering how Bill was going to say. I that. assume <laughs> that is directed at me. Again, well, we, I will we reiterate, Jessica. <laughs> I did not do this. <laughs> And she says, which one of you is multiclassing as a cleric? Because we clearly need one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if Brendel had made a better potion. Yeah. He broke the fever. cleric. (laughs) And then she she just had a comment that she said, in all seriousness, she wanted to say that we did some awesome role playing over that whole scene, especially on Emily and uh, Gozer's part. I agree. That was great. Good stuff. Very emotional. I like how you you, you uh, teared up and cried and stuff. Uh, right, right, right at the right moment. 
I've seen it before, but you guys seem shocked. <laughs> it was uh, it was starting to get me going a little bit there. It was tough to keep my composure. Yeah, it was. That was a sad finishing out the rest of that play section, honestly. Very and then for sad. like two days after, I'm like, oh, this. Sucks. We were all pretty bummed. Like, yeah. <laughs> I kind of had a feeling it was coming eventually. Just a matter of time. We but just were using him as a didn't yeah necessarily make it any easier. I thought I could save him, though. Any situation we got into, I thought I'd be able to He'll save him. He'll find the traps for us, but then yeah. we'll save him. Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to die when he that. fell in that trap. I think it's great. Can't wait till Brendel dies. <laughs> Brendel is not dying. <laughs> Brendel's definitely dying. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> I can't wait till Brid kills Brendel. How many He's sessions with stuff with us? Dead. We got a countdown timer on Brendel. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah. I think you, guys, you guys picked up Thuft in session 18, I believe. Yeah, I remember when he first tried to kill us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh. Back when he was bigger and stronger, and then Leland like downed him. Yeah, he, he, was, he was like the boss bit. goblin. He, and did, yeah. he was, he he was did the big get one. For a little bit. But I brought him back up when he leveled up with you guys at 5. I brought him back up. Oh, okay. Wasn't just wasn't enough. <laughs> So there's another question. Um, after Thuff's horrible demise, how is Gozer feeling about her plans to go back to Thuff's cave eventually? So I have to be careful how I answer this because you guys didn't know about my plans yes. to go back to the cave. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> um, we were all thinking we'd go back and get all that treasure he was talking about. So I figured eventually you wanted to go back and be king anyway. Yeah. There there were plans made. Um, I figured. Those plans have obviously busted, bursted. Oh, like during your solo, you guys actually talked about it? Yeah. Oh, okay. We did kind of assume that, but we didn't hear the solo. Those plans postulated and popped all over the ground. You're going to make her cry again. Jesus. (laughs) I had my suspicions about... The Thufton Gover- Gozer scheming. Oh, yeah. Yes. Gozer's, uh, once again, adrift with no real plans. She could still go back to the mountain. She could convince you guys to go back to the mountain with her, but it's not the same. Mm. So. I mean, she, she could be- become friends with Falzern. Really? He's a nice guy. Would he become friends with her at this point? She's knocked him out twice. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and and Falzern's already got Brendel and Shaft as buddies. Opposites oh, attract. Yeah, for sure. And Izzy. Best and of and Izzy. Best of that's both. right. <laughs> Poor Falzern. Falzern already, Falzern already has the number one hulking brute of a woman in his life. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Do you want to read the question for you, Leland? Oh, I have to read my own question and answer it? That's right. Seems like a mm-hmm. lot more I'll read more it work. for you if you want me to. Gotta pull your weight around here. Go ahead, Emily. Uh, Leland, last AP, you mentioned trying to make the craftsman into an NPC. Do you have any <laughs> NPCs based on any other particular people? Where do you get your inspiration? Yeah, well, I mean, Sardo is directly stolen from Are You Afraid of the Dark? There's a character named Sardo the Magician. He owns a magic shop. <laughs> Straight up pulled. Yeah, I, lo- I love making him a NBC. <laughs> uh, if you go look up close to him, I think I did him pretty good justice. 
Um, Captain uh, Grimby Chum is basically uh, Quint from Jaws. It's kind of like huh. picture a picture when I think of him. I was thinking of a SpongeBob character, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, sometimes it's basically it's just like pop culture icons, right? A lot of people do that for like their their characters too. Yeah, base a character concept on a a, a fictional character that they enjoy or admire. It's kind of what I do for some NPCs. It also helps developing the way they speak and their voice and that stuff too, right? Because then you could just think of them and remember how to do it. Yeah, exactly. At at Shaft, I wanted a mixture of Han Solo and Mad Max in a way. Mad Max being sort of the loner that wouldn't, uh, you know, get involved and and sort of take care of us. And Shaft or uh, so like Mel, Han Solo Mel was the Chewbacca kind of thing. Yeah, Mel yeah. Gibson, old Mad Max, yeah, yeah. Uh, first movies kind of thing. Yeah. That was my original, and then it changed a bit from there. But the idea was, you know, it's sort of a, a pop, apocalyptic type of, you know, I don't want to have anything to do with anybody, leave me alone yeah. kind of guy. But it shifted from that a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, this is giving me ideas. Yeah. Ideas of how to annoy Bill, too. <laughs> Come back as a bard, but I base it off Cardi B, and I just say, oh, crap. All the time, and then he gets annoyed. <laughs> yeah. I think we would uh, have to take well, a party vote on that one. <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. How much? What you need to figure out your max damage. Yeah. <laughs> so you we could, can add those together. <laughs> you couldn't hear it, listener, but my face was in my palm as soon as she said that. As it is every time I say, "Oh." <laughs> uh, was there? Is there anyone that you you've any character from pop culture or otherwise that you drew on for Blake Lakely? No, no, actually. M- more like, I mean, Blake, <laughs> Blake Lakely is like a, like a spoiled little rich brat. You know, like a posh, like overprivileged, doesn't real, really know the true value of a dollar because he's never had to think about it in his whole fucking life kind of prick of a of a person so it's not really uh a specific for any rich listeners like, out there we character. love you give us some money uh donate yeah. to our go well there there's a diff there's a difference between between being well off and being blake lakely <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just yeah <laughs> yes yeah, so thanks for listening pricks yeah if any pricks want us Start a Patreon for you. <laughs> I was gonna say we got rich listeners. Hey, we got empty pockets. <laughs> Gotta get Leland to uh, meet the rest East of the group. Coast. Yeah, we need a we need a, a studio halfway between that we all just fly into once a week to record. Yeah. Hey, that'd be nice. Like Wyoming, <laughs> Montana. Yeah, no. <laughs> so I think we pretty much hit on just about everything. Is there anything you guys want to? Uh, bring up uh, there's one last one last comment that that I don't want to have get missed here because I'm sure Elena will be happy to for a reminder <laughs> I feel like this is not going to make me happy listeners uh, it was, I think this was from Jess as well she's very excited for when Le- Elena finally DMs oh, a, a one shot <laughs> or uh, an episode or something coming November 1st yeah, coming November 1st. <laughs> <laughs> a 
coming sometime <laughs> in 2000. Well, I think we were briefly talking about um, Emily wanting to run around one shot as well, right? Yeah. yeah. You go ahead. You go ahead, please. Thanks. Yeah, I'll we, do that. We can, re- can we record your one shot? Yeah. For like, just for learning DMs. I've done it. I sort of done it once. Uh, John and I co-DM'd. So I was thinking about just getting a module that John maybe doesn't either doesn't know or doesn't remember as much, and and just running it off that because trying to do a homebrew would be I think too much and too overwhelming. Yeah, that'd be fun. Well, I got plenty, of, plenty of one shot things you can look at. Uh, even if I did read it, I don't remember. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say too. <laughs> <laughs> One you haven't read recently. So before we end, you guys got anything that you've been listening to or any cool stuff that you wanted to bring up just for fun? Oh, are we still doing that? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I know you're not doing it. I I I just enjoy doing something off topic. I know what Bill has to talk about. What what do you got, Bill? Oh, it's just a video game I've been playing. It's not it's not anything. I'm I'm enjoying it, but What do you mean it's not anything? What is it? I mean it could be quite seriously obsessed with Borderlands three. Oh yeah? We've been playing on PlayStation came out last Friday. Yeah, it's it's stupid fun. I played the the second one years and years and years ago, and it's basically yeah, a first person shooter that's kind of cartoony and goofy. It's a lot of fun. It's been fun watching Elena. Um, it's the first time I've ever been able to play a first person shooter. Yeah, having a controller. She's used to you know like N sixty four. Yeah. So a controller with yeah. two joysticks that you have to use to aim around was. A big or the old curve. PlayStation where it was D pads and no joysticks. Yeah, yeah. But you've you've learned quickly. Well, I've played a lot. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think part of the after party is just finding out other stuff that are, all of us like to do. Just yeah, you know, getting to know us as much. Yeah. As so the any characters. other Borderlands players out there, chat with us. It'll yeah. be fun to uh, tell us your secret little spots you found. And uh... I wouldn't say it's the best game I've ever played, but it's fun. Oh, it's. Best game I've ever played. I really, I mean, what got me really excited for it was the fact that it's like couch co-op. You can play split screen, which is rare in games nowadays. And you can also play, so Elena and I can play on the same console with friends online as well, which is also quite rare as far as I'm aware. So that's exciting. Although they need some kinks they need to work out of the split screen. uh, Yeah, if you want to play with us, DM us. Your name on PlayStation Network. Why You've not? been playing uh, through the ages too, right? Yes. We were at game night <laughs> yeah. uh, last night, and somebody said, uh, "Who's this Bladio guy?" <laughs> and we sort of we sort of looked at each other like, "Well, we know who that is." And uh, he's taking forever <laughs> to take his turn. <laughs> That's right. I'll take his turn. <laughs> the the latest um, they just released an expansion for it in the in the app, and it broke notifications, so it doesn't tell you when it's your turn anymore. Ooh. But um, but uh, listener and friend Ian has been DMing me with a little <laughs> various little things. Yeah, he like said he was going to email you. Yeah, <laughs> he'll DM me and say "ding" when it's my turn. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. I'm How does he know? He must just check it a lot. Um, I don't. I guess. How would he know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So I'm playing with him playing and with one other uh, buddy, Umberto, one of our other friends. Is he? Is he the one you're playing with? Yeah, they're they generally are. Beating me pretty handily. Is uh is he a Lelander? 
No. What? I'm not. I'm not <laughs> sure what the fuck are you wasting your time playing games with him for? <laughs> I think we knew him before we knew you. Night. It was pretty fun. I yeah, got Castel my ass kicked. Game. That was fun. Sounds like sounds like me and through the ages. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been watching this thing on YouTube. This uh, this lady from China called Liza Q. Liza Q. Liza Q. Liza Q. Maybe. Spell it. I don't know. Spell it. Spell it for us. L i z i q i. Okay. Okay. And it's just this. It's it's sort of like you know when I was talking about watching uh, a Craftsman, how calming it is. Well, she's she does all these things over in China. Puts all this food together. She goes out and shows you how to 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 Pick harvest the rice. Yeah. And yeah, and then go and make all the food and all this. And it's it's about. 10 minute episodes or so but it's it's really cool and she has like you know 3 million views on you know something she released 3 days ago kind of thing. Oh wow. And it's really sort of a peaceful thing but I found that I like to watch other people be very productive. I uh I I spent a lot of time going wow that was really productive and and now I'm going to spend some more time watching other people do <laughs> things that are very productive. Uh, I don't do any of those myself, but I'm really proud of all of the other people that are doing great things in the world. You're living vicariously through them. That's 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 right. Um, but it if I don't know L I Z I Q I if you type that in and look at it, it's just it's really nice to just sort of calm down and watch it and go, wow, I didn't. That's a lot of work to to do what you're doing there. It's really cool. And then another one I wanted to shout out was uh, Answers with Joe. It's a guy named Joe Scott, and he does all kinds of science and technology stuff. Entertaining, though. Very, very entertaining. It's just him sort of talking to the screen, but he he sort of dives into different subject matter, and you know he'll he'll sort of break down things like you know uh, you know new the new car technology that's coming out, driverless vehicles, uh, battery powered vehicles, and and you know space things, and it could be all kinds of different stuff, and it's just a, a neat little. You know, once again, it's about a 10-minute episode. And, he had one about cryptozoology he, recently. That was very interesting. Ooh. Yeah, there's some really neat stuff there. And then uh, the only other thing is the new Tool album's out. If, you like, if you're a Tool fan, uh, 13 years waiting for Tool to come out with a new, uh, a new album, Fear Inoculum. So if you guys are, uh, if anybody out there likes Tool, uh, I'm sure they've already checked it out. We were going to try to go to the concert because uh, Emily's a Tool fan, too. Yes, we know. She married you. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks, Leland. I, I was just waiting good. somewhere good. to I'm slip I'm a fan of John's tool. Yeah, you, you, you probably shouldn't say that. You slipped, you slipped the tool right in there, Leland. Thanks. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. What'd you say, Emily? I'm not repeating She's it. She's not repeating it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'll just say that I'm too cheap to pay the ticket price to go see Tool in November. Uh, yeah, cheapest ticket prices were like 168 bucks a pop at the oh, worst wow. seats, all wow. the way up to like 700 bucks. Concerts a, are uh, how people make their money now. Like when you don't no, sell I, physical I get albums it. and you just stream all the time, you know. Well, I haven't bought it. I just YouTube the album. But well, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like point. that's not making them as much money as they used to make. When they when the album released, anyway, that sounds like an episode of T Hut or something. So we'll save that for later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want me to have come on T Hut again, talk about the new latest <laughs> metal albums, I'll be happy. <laughs> 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 
talk about the price of concerts and how it's exponentially increased as streaming has increased and album sales have decreased and, you know, statistics, information. Look, Moby's interested in things I have to say. I know, I know you aren't, but Moby is. Yeah, well, <laughs> Moby is a lot of, a lot of different things and not all of them good. So. <laughs> is he a Lelander? <laughs> I, I don't would think say he no. Is. <laughs> nope. So what the fuck am I wasting my time with him for? <laughs> Emily, you've been watching anything or doing anything? What Work. are you spending your time doing? Well, you're you're sewing some stuff up, right? Yeah, got got the McCall finished for Emma, and that I just yeah work. <laughs> Leland, Leland, anything you've been doing other than DMing and? Uh, well, not particularly. I did the first pass of the edit of uh, our next episode with the, our guest. Yeah, it's going to be another two-parter. So far, the first part turned out really well. That should drop uh, next Monday. Yeah, that's gonna. I think that's gonna be really good. Should that we let a, them know who our fun, guest is? Uh, play session. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's a. Secret, right? It is on the interwebs if you're if you're good at looking for it. Yeah, we took pictures of her and posted. Uh, I think so. All it's right, not a fine. secret. Fine, let's make them go to the internet to figure it out instead of just or right we now while they're in the car listening. Adelaide. Exactly, it's Adelaide. Adelaide. <laughs> she was quite I just, lovely. I, I enjoyed a... playing with Adelaide. Oh, Adelaide! Oh, I think she Adelaide. Gonna... I got That's the, out I of the bag. Bleep all of that out, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> Adelaide, Adelaide, Adelaide. Yeah, if we're gonna bleep her name, let's go for it. <laughs> no, that was uh, certainly uh, fun playing with her. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, I've sporadically been going to the gym. I had a really shitty deadlift day the other day. They were pretty, yeah. pretty weak sauce deadlifts. Literally or figuratively? <laughs> oh, yes. Not literally. No, there were just <laughs> not the usual weight that I can throw around. <laughs> no, I, I don't have any fear of shitting myself doing deadlifts. It's usually just the squats, right? Yeah. <laughs> anything leg, anything leg related. It's like basically a full body exercise. That it feels like it's the worst. Deadlifts are a full body exercise. Yeah, I know, I know. But um, actually, squats are really hard right now because my wrist is fucked up. I have like a, a ganglion, I think, on my the top of it, and I can't get. My, just lance it, you know. I know, I know. I need to like. I'm just I need kidding. a rapier. I'll get my rapier, Bryn. Can you? <laughs> I can't get my. Flash. I can't get my um, my hand into the proper position because my the flexion on my wrist is hindered because of it, and it, then it throws off my left shoulder, and then it throws off my left hip, and then it fucking works all the way down, and it's just brutal. I feel you. I, I had the it. same problem. Definitely. With all the squats I'm not doing, I totally relate. I almost <laughs> shit myself every time I stand up. <laughs> I managed to hurt myself just walking around, so. That is so true. <laughs> Emily is fragile. <laughs> Although you did least. just do a, about a five-mile walk on Friday with our scavenger uh, hunt we did down in Cincinnati. So, so hot. You pulled through. You, you pulled through okay. Break something. How was the, how was the ankle? It Hanging, actually up through that. was fine. It, it barely ached. It's, as, as long as I don't twist it to the side, I'm fine. Mm. So As long as I don't move, 
It's exactly. Fine. As long as I don't move, I'm fine. Well, no, that's not true either. Uh, I think I might geez. put that at the end of this episode after the, <laughs> after the outro. Yeah, there's a lot here you can cut out. Just oh, there's a lot. Thinking the same thing. Should we, uh... There always is. Should we get the fuck out of here or what? Yeah, I think, I think everybody's got plenty of uh, extra... Shit yeah, that we, they do didn't we all expect. need to know about Leland's ganglions? All <laughs> their lo- <laughs> locations. Yeah, I was starting to get pretty Are we sufficiently there. educated uh, on each other's look, lives, listeners? We're not, we're not getting a whole hell of a lot of questions about the show, but I imagine we'll get all kinds of questions about this other shit. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I think time to wrap it up. Yep. So I'll start out if everybody knows their place, right? <laughs> oh, of course. Totally. All right. I've been Shaft and John. I'm Emily and Gozer. I'm Bill and Falzerin. I'm Elena. And I'm Leland Steele. Hey, we did it. <laughs> Happy adventuring. <laughs> and that's our show. Our intro and outro music was created by Josh Jarvis. For your own musical inquiries, contact jamesmercymusic at gmail.com. All other music and ambient noise is courtesy of tabletopaudio.com. The Encouragement Party is sponsored by Critical Hit Design. Visit criticalhitdesign.com for all of your graphic design needs. You can find more info on the characters and world at encouragementparty.com. Enjoying the show? Have any questions or rules corrections? Email us. Contact at EncouragableParty.com or reach out on social media. The Encouragable Party on Facebook and Instagram. At EncouragablePar on Twitter. Using the hashtag AfterPartyIP for a shout out during our behind the screen After Party episodes that drop every fourth release. Happy adventuring! Gosh, this is the time he chooses to dig in his crate. Fitz! <laughs> Stop. John, we should get some dogs, too. Yeah, that's what we... That's what we... <laughs> exactly what the podcast needs. More fucking dogs. <laughs> <laughs>